0: Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama watcher wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face mask, and let's chat Asian dramas. Today we'll be talking about the drama that snuck into our hearts, devilish joy. I'm the Mokne. I'm Kay Muse.
1: I'm Drama Jen.
2: And I'm Drama Rookie. Today we have our very special guest, Drama Rookie, straight from our blog, Dramas with a Side of Kimchi. And she's going to be joining us because she is watching Devilish Joy and loving it. So we wanted our cozy chat today to be full of Devilish Joy love. Well, and a little, you know, maybe some issues here and there, but mostly love.
3: <laughs> and today you might call me Podcast Rookie because this is actually my first time. I know. We're well, so excited.
2: I know. Yay. Well, welcome. Yay. Um. So first question, what drew us into Devilish Joy?
1: All right. Well, for me, um, I was not planning on watching, but I think it was uh, Carrie the Makhine and Miata Mama did their first impressions of it, and they both were so excited about it. So I decided that I would give it a shot. So I started watching it, and then a lot of other things were kind of getting in the way. And so I was about seven episodes behind and then we said we were doing this podcast so um I watched them all in the last 24 hours oh goodness
2: <laughs> I did too <laughs> but not from lack of love just like overabundance of drama responsibility right, right now as <laughs> so I'm recapping so many dramas right now. just like Let's do today
1: oh, Yeah, we um, are both watching rise <laughs> of phoenixes which is 70 episodes so i you know it's a little it takes up a lot of time it's so good though
2: it does it does indeed
0: <laughs> priorities
2: um so what drew us to devilish joy jen you did yours and what about you or drama rookie sorry
3: <laughs> that's all right you can tell my real name <laughs> <laughs> oh no your real name is there in the world. It's out there now. <laughs> no going back. Yes. Uh, actually, it kind of snuck in on me as well. I was bored. I didn't have a lot of dramas that I was interested in, so I just decided to give it a try. It didn't really seem to be my cup of tea, but I. one of the things that really surprised me surprised me was the humor in it. That always just kind of sucks me in when something can be humorous and serious at the same time. And especially, I think that one scene with the lettuce. Do y'all remember the lettuce scene? Yes, <laughs> and just yes. laying in bed, chomping on the lettuce, and then he gets up the next morning, and the case is empty. He ate it all. <laughs> Those kind of things—they just win me over.
0: Well, he does and I think a good job of playing it straight too, like yes, not working at the camera yes, or he's anything. He's really
2: good at that. And I think he's done it in quite a few dramas. I think that's kind of like his style of acting. Just it doesn't always work with the characters he's portraying. But this time it works really well. So that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, he he pretty much plays the same dry humor, dry. It's always very dry. But that's not. But that's good when it works.
1: Like, you know. in, he was like that in Ayers. I Not really as hottie, gumio daddy, but definitely anything modern day.
2: Yeah, but some of the stuff he's done just, it's like, oh, that doesn't work with that. Or okay. it doesn't click with that actress or director or whatever. You know, there are definitely some shows where it's a hard skip for me just because it doesn't work. But thankfully, this one, it is spot on for this character. I agree. So I really like that. Yeah,
3: even... Even though I've seen him in other dramas, I know I watched airs. I don't really remember him. I recognize his face, but I think I'll remember him after this drama. It just really fits well with him. And mm-hmm. now we Agreed. can
2: recognize his collarbones because, oh my word, I
3: love his, <laughs> I love his
2: wardrobe. <laughs> Oh, his, white, his yeah. white shirts his white i know like, the deep V's. down shirt it's like oh, yeah. oh i want that style to come back in <laughs> because that would you speak glorious i'm like so terrified that it's coming on winter and we're gonna get the turtlenecks of doom oh no <laughs> and, and the fuzzy sweaters yeah. i know it's like all i want is for every single k hottie to be wearing a deep v shirt is that too much to ask <laughs> but Apparently yes cuz they but get cold. Then we cold. get the
1: wool coats and they usually pull those off nicely. So
2: I deep oh, deep yes. d- d- with wool coat. That totally oh, was absolutely. <laughs> you know, a little hint of something.
3: Believe it or not, I actually bought one of those fuzzy sweaters of doom and I will admit it looks pretty bad on me, but they feel <laughs> so good when you put it on. It's just so soft and Oh, it, I had to buy it. It felt so good. Is it
2: like a fuzzy sweater or is it a fuzzy turtleneck sweater? Because no, it's different... a
3: sweater, not a turtleneck.
2: Okay. And you don't wear a turtleneck under the sweater uh, like no, some of them I do? Because
3: <laughs> I was like, so no wrong. That
2: uh,
0: That's because you have central
2: heating. I seriously hate winter, like in drama land. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're so covered up. And the girls still wear those skirts. It's like, why? What's wrong with this?
1: Oh, yeah, and you can standard. see their breath in the air inside the houses
2: mm-hmm. and that makes me so cold Like every yeah. time that happens I'm like I need a blanket <laughs> um, Carrie, on with the questions we haven't gotten through it. sorry tangents, right. tangents <laughs> it's all darn you collarbones tangents are fun
0: <laughs> I swear we oh. watch for the story oh yeah uh-huh. anyway <laughs> I was drawn in because in that first hour just watching the two of them come together watching Gibum and Ma Sung fall in love just within that space and it was believable just how he just adored her and the light and joy that she had with her she very much lives up to her name and then the way that she kind of in those you know very short hours learned that he was dependable and depended on him I just I was caught up by the chemistry they had and I was like okay I have to see what happens now especially because I know he's supposed to forget her and how's that gonna work so that's why I was drawn in
2: for me it was the whole cinderella amnesia aspect um i really was expecting this to be a little bit more humorous i guess in the beginning not that i am upset with what we got but i was expecting it to be more humorous with him forgetting everything every night when he goes to sleep i was like oh it'll be like 50 first dates or it'll be like a lot of like awkward oh i keep running into this person and i don't remember her kind of thing but it wasn't that at all but that is what made me watch those first two episodes and then I was hooked for the storyline and the characters themselves but that was my first mm-hmm. reason why I post click play so so uh, what's our opinion on the romances? and does it make us believe in love at first sight is it real fake are we rolling our eyes <laughs> what do you guys think
3: I was surprised at how good the chemistry is between Gibum and Masong. It uh, it just seems very natural very believable I was noticing in uh, the last few episodes I was watching I think there was one moment where she was kissing him and she just kind of rested her hand on his side as she did it and not to get too detailed you know but it just seemed very like she was comfortable it wasn't one of those eyes wide open standing stiff while he kisses her sort of things that we see a lot in drama land and the chemistry just really sells it for me
1: they have some really Mm -hmm. good kisses too they sprinkle them in throughout. Yeah, they do. And
0: as much as I love manor legs, because I think it's hilarious, <laughs> I I like that they don't use it in Devilish Joy, just because it shows that he's he can accommodate himself to her without making himself ridiculous. Their height
3: difference is adorable to me. <laughs> it works so well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like
3: a great Dane and a kitten. Mm-hmm.
1: It just works. Although it makes me feel a little bad for Hoya, because so- he's just like towering over him. <laughs>
2: He's
0: so short. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he is a shorty short. Oh, He's adorable. But a cute
2: shorty short. So He is. So I, I have... Sorry. Yeah. I have to admit, I was really surprised with Song Ha Yoon because I remember just her from Fight My Way as the... Mm-hmm. She was one of the friend girls. And I don't remember her from any of the other shows that she has accredited to her her filmography and so I was a little I'm like, oh, is she gonna be able to do this? Am I gonna like her? And turns out I do like her. I am really enjoying her. the yeah. uh, only complaint I have is I wish her bangs were off her face occasionally. The bangs are really heavy. But that's a styling issue. I mean it's not her as an actress. So I'm really enjoying her. Um I I totally believe that they fell in love in that first scene. Um the the magic wasn't quite there as much when they met three years later for me. I mean, it definitely mm-hmm. had to, I had to grow back into, it's like, oh, they're in love. And I'm sure that's just the way the story was meant to be. But um, mm-hmm. I really like that opening first episode because the sparks were totally there. You know, you could tell he fell for her immediately. And I really liked that. So definitely felt that with her. The other couple, not as much. Um, I'm liking them now, but we're, what, two-thirds in? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I I liked the little story when he was at the birthday party and he was trying to stall his cousin's presents, and right. she was, like, scaring him. I kind of like that <laughs> as their meet-cute rather than the whole snarky I'm a diva kind of thing that went through so much with those two.
1: Um, I, I did like that. there's that one scene where he's had too much to drink and he ends up like leaning her back on the bed and suddenly he goes from being super silly to like being super sultry, uh, in Mm -hmm. just a split second. And then he falls back Uh, and I thought, okay, see, now I want to see more of that because I think Hoya does that like intense yeah, pretty well but
2: silly not so much the silly is not mm-hmm. working for me no, and i think it's exactly. keeping me from really crushing on them because i'm actually enjoying that actress once i got past her annoying personality right i'm enjoying her character in this situation but they keep making him so silly and so almost uh,
1: buffoonish so, almost at times yes
2: buffoonish. perfect kind of It's over the top acting and buffoonish and he does better with subtle. And so I'm not.
0: And intense. He does intense.
1: Yeah.
2: But I'm not feeling like, oh, they're in love. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. I guess they can hook up together.
1: You know, although I do love that his character was was gonna dance, and then his dance was just ridiculous. And if you've seen Hoya, like you're like, oh my gosh, he could have done such amazing things. And so I was really expecting he was gonna like wow us with something, and then he would, you know. But they're playing against type, type. Yeah. and then also I loved in yeah. episode eleven that he was wearing his BT twenty one jammies with um mong from. Oh, I, I want to too. own those
2: jammies. Why can't I own those jammies? My husband, <laughs> he,
1: had the, he had the J-Hope jammies on. Uh, so, I missed um, that. I'm going to have to go back and watch. Episode 11. I can get you the exact time if you want. Because <laughs>
0: you know, Screenshots are great. Go ahead and send me one. <laughs>
1: right. oh. But anyway, as far as the romance, I think I, I liked. So the thing that's really drawing me in is their chemistry. Um, and I think they've had it from the beginning. Um, and then I, similar to K-Muse, when they came back together I was kind of like yeah you know but uh in later episodes they've they've got it again and I there's just they're so comfortable with one another so I uh, which is what um mm-hmm. drama rookie was saying too you know that like it just it just feels natural yeah really is. comfortable is
0: sexy it really is like when she was making him in this very last episode this week when she was in the kitchen and just kind of teasing her about being short and reaching things for her. And just how naturally they moved and they bantered. It was just like, oh, yes. I can see a future yeah. for
3: them.
1: Yeah. Okay. So there's a, there's a couple of different romance, romances in this one. What do you think of Ma Sung's relationship with his cousin, Ki Jun, played by Hoya, or also with his secretary?
0: Okay, so I love
1: the one with the secretary
0: because JJ Hook is totally sold to me with his um, with his dry humor. And it came out first. I first realized what he was doing when he was just bantering with his secretary, where they would kind of play and play, and then he'd be like, "Okay, get out." And <laughs> just, just those interactions, I really love them. And then his relationship with Keijin is the same way. The humor is more. Overt. I guess humor is a a huge thing for me in bromance, and so he. I think he has to be. more over it in his humor with Kijun just because, like we said, he's Kijun's kind of a clown, so he wouldn't pick up on the subtle things
2: He wouldn't pick up on even the serious things, like he could hit that boy over the head with a <laughs> brick and he would be oblivious Oh my word, sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just remember him being like, so all those times <laughs> the last three years you told me you were sick you're really sick, it's like, oh my gosh
0: <laughs> What the Bro. heck? He is a bit self-centered. He's coming out of it. A bit? Okay, a lot. I was trying to be... <laughs> I don't know.
2: Even when coming out of it a little bit, he turned it right back onto him. It's like, how could you do this to me? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But, okay. I'm okay. Whew. Sorry. Again, I binge-watched six episodes in a row. And so mm-hmm. when you binge-watch that much of him being a buffoon... <laughs> It really sticks, and so you don't get that week in between to like detox off yeah. of him. <laughs> nah, yeah, okay. So I mean, his buffoonery definitely builds on it when you're just episode after episode of him being selfish and self-centered. And so, and there are times it's cute, but there a lot of the times it's like, "Are you kidding me?" So.
1: But I, I, liked when he. It's not bad. I liked when he cried, because I, again, I think Hoya does intense and serious much better than he does silly. Um, and I liked. I love the secretary. I love that the secretary just keeps copies of his resignation letter in his code. <laughs> you know,
0: like, like various copies. Well,
2: not even yes. the same one. Well, I just love that the secretary is all trying to like school him on all the evil people in his life, and he's like, "Who are you?" <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> I knew this would happen. What?
3: <laughs> and, you know, and he's just joking
2: with him. But it was a cute moment. You know, the secretary really does care. Right. And he and just mm-hmm. he needs someone on his side. And I'm glad the secretary's there okay. because, you know, like she's there for like him emotionally, but he's there for him emotionally as well as in a work situation where she can't yeah, be almost there. strategically yes, she, he's strategically there and so I like that
3: I may be kind of on the opposite end for the Hoya buffoonery maybe because I didn't binge watch him all at once I've found it easier to take in a way, he kind of reminds me, my day job involves teaching a lot of kids. He reminds me of the kids, how he's very self-centered and self-absorbed, but in a childlike, sweet way. So it's just, you, you know, know. That he's totally absorbed in his feelings at the moment. I'm sad. I'm happy, even if he can't process exactly why he is that way. So I find him really, really cute in this.
0: I like that childlike comparison, because, yes, that works for me. He is very childlike. But he's
2: in
1: his older 20s. It's like... But he is immature. I mean, he's been... Yeah, he's been babied a lot. He's got his evil mother who, you know, and he hasn't really been able to be successful at anything on his own. And so, you know, like he's had to drop, you know, he's dropped out of school and he's got this older cousin who's perfect in every particular way that he could think of. So you can see like how he where that's it true. comes from I suppose so that I think that's a good mm-hmm. description of him as kind of childlike and you know adolescent you know even though he's older
2: I I just giggle mm-hmm. every time I think of that mom having to be like oh my gosh I've done all these <laughs> underhanded things for my son and he's a buffoon <laughs> you know what he I mean doesn't appreciate it's it. like, there's no way he will ever appreciate this because he just is the way he is. You know what I mean? It's, it's like karma mm. kicked you in the butt. I, I
1: I just, I can't understand. I don't know if we talk about this, but I'm just going to bring it up now. I'm having a really hard time understanding the over the top kind of evil makjong stuff that's going on. It feels very much to me the pacing of this drama, like Boys Over Flowers or like the dramas from that time period where you have like this over-the-top mother, or in this case, aunt, who's trying to pay yeah. off the the girl and, you know, and this evil... I'm like, I don't understand the motivation like a, of
2: the... It's like a weekend drama bad guy yeah. on a regular cable drama story. <laughs> it's, it's a right. lot weird.
1: <laughs> the, just the... It feels just a little bit like I... You know, again, I also binge watched. So I'm, I was felt like towards the end. I want to, I want to know what happens, but the pacing is reminds me very much of those 2000, what ten, kind of show. I think was it 2010 when Boys Over Flowers was out.
2: Uh, I think 2008 or 2009. because okay. that was like
1: yeah. So that time period where it was like the typical yeah. drama formula was like you know over the top mother who's going to pay off the girl kind of um there's also a lot of like wrist grabs and you know the things that we haven't seen in a while i think in dramas so it's shocking to me that they're like manhandling her and dragging her around places um and also the Mm -hmm. like i said this the the guy that owns the entertainment company or whatever that used to
2: like oh yeah he's so traditional and i can't understand his
1: his full motivation, like it doesn't make any sense to me that he's trying to just destroy her, um, to, going to such lengths for it. But anyway, I, that's not on our. I know it's not on our um outline. Sorry, Carrie, but I just needed to get that out of my chest. <laughs> I, know, I know. Well, I I think okay, we can there just we go. More we'll later come
0: back we to evil, evil people. people, and I I have some ideas, but let's let Shannon mm-hmm. have her turn with the bromance.
3: Oh, well, uh, like I said, I I like Hoya's character, so I find it very cute how, um, how his cousin just kind of accepts him as he is. He doesn't get super annoyed by him. He gets a little annoyed by him, but he just kind of accepts who he is and even kind of plays with him. So it's very cute. And then for the secretary, I feel like that actor is doing a really good job because some of the things he's done is very dislikable. Like when he would borrow a whole lot of money thinking that, oh, he'll forget about it tomorrow. (laughs) But the the actor himself (laughs) makes him pretty likable that you can kind of forgive him for that along the way.
0: Absolutely. I agree.
3: I guess it's my turn to ask a question. Yes, it is. What do y'all think of the contrasts that are going through the show right now?
2: Oh, um, I, I think, again, as um, Jen brought it up earlier, with the contrast, I really do think it's a contrast of, it's almost like two stories for me. I'm really enjoying the romance. I'm enjoying even the having to remember her part. Um, And then there's this whole work, evil, destroy kind of thing. And that aspect isn't working for me as well, because, again, she's not really part of that. You know, she kind of is like in the outskirts Mm of, oh, well, she's the girl that's making him remember and stuff. But she really doesn't have anything to do with these hostile takeovers, with all of the... um, the hospital politicking kind of stuff going on. And so I feel that that's the contrast for me is this, um, cold hospital situation with all the corporate crap that I don't enjoy watching particularly because of the over the top bad guys, you know, all this stuff that's going on. Um, but then there's the romance and the sweet and her family and everyone, you know, even his little family and, the family they've made in the little um what do you call them that she works for now where she's trying to become back as an actress and stuff and you know i like all those relationships i don't like the work relationships so i feel that's the biggest contrast i don't know if that's what you meant by the question but that is what comes to mind when i just get asked that question right offhand. <laughs> well,
1: and I have a similar view, I think, um, as far as the contrast between mm-hmm. like like I said, I'm I'm fully watching, I think, for the chemistry of the main couple. Um, although I have to say I I I like Hoya. I love I love him in reply. And I think mm-hmm. that um I just I've been waiting for him to to kind of hit his stride and show us something. And I don't necessarily think this is it personally, but um there are moments. So I'm invested. I'm invested in the story and I definitely want to know what happens. Um, but the so for me that it is similar. It's that contrast between this a uh, like great couple with such a wonderful chemistry and then this sort of family drama thing that we've got going. It's like a, you know, the weekend drama versus my evening romance drama. So those are my th- thoughts on it.
3: Well, to me, there is a kind of a contrast going on between the light and the dark in it. Even in his life, like that claustrophobic little room that he sleeps in, (laughs) which is almost like a jail cell. You're like, how does he crawl in bed every night? His whole house is
2: claustrophobic. (laughs) Like the colors, it's all kind of sucks in on you. I I don't like the, usually I like the houses. I don't like this one. So.
3: Sorry, I digress. (laughs) Well, I do like the light moments. I love the humor and everything. But when it veers over into the dark side of the story, like y'all were talking about, it does tend to get claustrophobic, like his bedroom, where the bad guy is just so all powerful, which makes no sense at all, because he's a chable, you know? Aren't they supposed to be Mm -hmm. the ones that have all the power in the dramas normally? (laughs) Why are they getting beat up by this nobody-gum-chewer?
2: Yeah, well, and he owns, like, 50% of the business, so it's not like they can just kick him to the curb and not have to deal with him. You know what I mean? I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's things that don't make sense. and, And the bad guy doesn't make sense with his almost killing. Like, he wasn't directly involved. He just kind of didn't do much and blamed it on her, you know?
3: Yes, Mm -hmm. that part was ridiculous to me. He basically killed both of his cash cows. You would think he would have worked hard to not have her implicated so that his business wouldn't fail. That was just ridiculous, that whole plot line.
2: Well, he could have easily taken The guy just dies, you know, dies. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know.
1: That doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and even why was he involved in... Was he going to help his other client date rape her? Yes, like, no, I'm just, he did. Still,
0: he
2: did. Yeah,
1: right? So he, he was involved in that.
2: But she his, didn't know that, so it's not like right. it would have gotten back on him. Exactly. I just, again,
1: I don't understand yeah. his motivation. Right.
3: Obviously,
2: he's dumb. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. I think that was another thing that felt very dated, like back from Boys Over Flowers time, where... You're not supposed to think too hard about it. It's just, yes. dun 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 you're right a... right.
2: <laughs> well, and I was expecting yes. him to be more hands on the guy's death or something, you know, like, mm-hmm. Oh, he bought him like a truck full of cocaine that he Great. snorted and that's how he died. Or, you know <laughs> what I mean? I was expecting something more. And then we finally get the big reveal and I'm just like, huh? Okay.
1: <laughs> well, that's yeah, like, like that's kind of dumb. Why are you, like, why are you even bothering with her? Like, why wouldn't you hustle her out of the hotel so that only one of your people is implicated and then you still have her to make money from?
3: Exactly. So,
1: Well, I'm not sure, because I don't think that guy was an actor,
0: was he? I thought they were just friends? No, or no, he was, like he was an actor. Company? He was in
2: the same entertainment company. And, right. Or, no, it was, he was going to sign with them if the guy had let her date rape her. Wasn't that it Uh at the beginning? He's like, I'll sign with your company company. and do this for you if you let me have her because she keeps shooting me down. I believe that was the payoff. But again, no one knew that that was going on. She didn't even realize that she had been, you know, drugged or whatever. Although how she didn't, I don't know. But, you know, I don't know. It was convoluted. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it was well and i think there's so many contrasts in this i think the drama is meant to be a contrast i mean even the title is devilish joy which is a big contrast and it's it plays into their names which are a contrast and that's why i pulled out this question is because the entire drama seems to be bent on contrasting two very different ideas so we've got the mock villain with the very warm happy family life you know like you guys were saying or even drama rookie who stole my idea about the whole cold life you know cold apartment that ma sung lives in (laughs) versus her very warm house you know it shows up in the photography it's showing up in the story writing it's showing up in the setting setup and so i'm wondering how it's all going to end why what the purpose of these contrasts are that make sense yeah yeah Uh,
2: it does i just don't think that the writer has necessarily meshed it in a way that works perfectly I think there's definitely some flaws.
0: Well, and to me, it's a really big idea. And so to mesh, it would be difficult to do without (laughs) a lot of experience. Do you know who the writer is on this
2: one? I tried looking it up because I was like, oh, well, maybe the person does weekend match dramas. And um, the person and director don't have any um, stuff behind them. So this might be a first time for both of them. As far as I can tell, because I checked like five different sites and neither of them had any kind of filmography that I could find. So. They might be newbies. And, and, you know, it's a good first drama. Um, And again, Mm -hmm. even though it has its flaws and there's things that annoy me, I'm still enjoying it. So,
0: Agreed. I mean, we're at this point, we're kind of being nitpicky with the confusion. Overall, it's been pleasurable to watch. And and again, until this last week where we get the
2: specifics on what happened, I don't think I nitpicked that much. But this week it's been like, oh, that's the explanation. Or, oh, that's what happened? I, You know, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that might just be the hard part of ending a show. Because um, we always see where the endings, you, you have a really start, good start. And the endings kind of taper off. And I think we're getting a little bit of that tapering off where the writing's just not as strong. So.
0: Yeah. So I, I guess we'll have to see where it goes. So um, so moving on to the next question, between Ma Song's Cinderella amnesia and aquaphobia, there's an abundance of psychological burdens weighing down the plot line. Do they work? Ah. I'm last, so I'm not
2: going to say anything. <laughs> Okay. I was all ready to jump in. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I will respect the outline.
1: Well, so. Thank you. So for me, um, you know, often amnesia is going to be a pretty big turnoff. Um, and it seems like amnesia is back in drama land after having been gone for a little while. But um, there are a lot of dramas these days that have some form of it. But this was intriguing to me because it's a little different. So um, I liked how they handled it. Um, I have a lot of questions like just you know living with somebody who works in a hospital and um, and so I was asking him all these questions and
2: did they make up stuff because I feel like they made up so
1: here's the thing like so we know that he writes in his journal (laughs) so that he can remember things jogs his memory the next day so does he read all of his journals for the last three years because the Mm -hmm. thing about memory is that you know, as as you encounter somebody, like, what if he encounters somebody that he has not seen in a year and a half, then he's not going to have that fresh in his mind and remember the conversation that they had, or even, you know, his, like, we, you know, we create those images in our head that that get rebuilt as memories. So it just concerns me that he still seems to have a really, like, kind of universal view of, of things. And yet, Supposedly, he loses his memory every day. So, I have some questions about Cinderella amnesia. Um, I also, uh,
0: actually, if I can interject, please. Um, in episode twelve, which is the one that I watched today, when he's explaining it to his cousin, he says that he memorizes his journal. So, so he's kind of short, shortcutting his short-term memory and putting them into his long-term by
1: memorizing. So he's memorized his journal. So, but does he have to do that mm-hmm. every day? Well, I think just the previous days.
2: Because it's... But it's three years of information that he, you know... Right. I don't know, maybe, maybe. he categorizes it. So it's like stuff that's really important that I need to
1: remember long term and, you know... Because then I started thinking like, okay, so he say that he has to read all of his journals every day, then every day it's going to get that much longer because he's adding a day's worth of journal entries. So... <laughs> but I suppose it makes sense if you're saying that he – the issue with mm-hmm. this amnesia is it's short-term memory, right? So that if you can put it into his long-term memory. Um, so, okay. Anyway, I just had some questions about this um, illness. And then, of course, the aquaphobia um, that apparently makes her um, – she's so scared when she goes into the water that she plays dead or that she – like she mm-hmm. has a panic attack? Is that That's what it basically seems like. what it is? Okay. So anyway.
2: I would have been I would have been more okay with that if they hadn't uh-huh. put her on the boat and she seemed right. to like curve it. And then suddenly she has it extreme again. So I have to like call foul on that. It's like you can't just overcome through sheer will that kind of thing. And then yeah, <laughs> I call fell on that. They they definitely lost a little. <laughs>
1: I, yeah, and then it, I mean it was very convenient that it came back when she was on, you know, like in the the reality show. The I don't know reality show. Yeah, I mean I've seen that same game pretty much on running end. <laughs> <again>, so yeah. <laughs>
2: well, and if I would have been happier if they hadn't had her go out on a boat, then I would be like. Oh, okay, she has this fear, but her being able to overcome it and supposedly going often out on boats to get food for her family. It makes me think, well, then why is she freaking out now? You know? I don't know. I don't know.
3: (laughs) I have kind of a love-hate relationship with the whole Cinderella amnesia thing because I like that there seems to be no rules to it. So, (laughs) like you were saying, he can just, you know... (laughs) He's in love with her, totally, and he seems to remember every single interaction that they've ever had. But not only their relationship, like his cousin's relationship with the spoiled actress, he seems to be totally following that fine and encouraging that along. So you're like, well, yay, the amnesia doesn't matter. He can just be happy and be in love with her. But if there are no rules, then it works the opposite way as well. And you're just like, I'm confused. I don't understand what's going on. But I'm just really hoping somebody by the end of the show is going to like invent a glass slipper pill or something to cure the amnesia. since There's <laughs> no rules. That would be happy ending for everybody except the bad guys. Good.
0: Yes, I like that. So <laughs> oh, I don't think I can add much to this. Just happy. <laughs> okay, I have. Okay, spit <laughs> out your <laughs> <I'm> issues. Sorry. <laughs>
2: All right. So the biggest issue I have is suddenly it's like, well, for every time I have this flash issue with my light and vision, suddenly I have a past memory come back. I don't get that. It's like, I don't think that's how it works. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't think anywhere is that scientifically proven that that could actually be like anything. I don't know. Oh my gosh, so many problems with the medical in this. And maybe I just don't understand the whole concept, but it seems very plot convenient that every single memory he gets back is exactly the memory he needs to move the plot along. Mm-hmm. And it's driving me nuts. <laughs> but other than that, I'll just I'll just focus on the shirts.
1: There you <laughs> go. Keep me on watching. But yeah, 40. I think
2: it's definitely one of the, like well we're going to just create like this is a real disease but we're going to play with it a little bit and maybe it'll kill him maybe it won't kill him maybe his mind's going to explode maybe it won't we don't quite know what's going on and that bugs (laughs) me you know Mm -hmm. and so yes bugs me sorry i watched (laughs) six episodes today (laughs) (laughs) It, it, it builds you know, those little things, again, it's amazing how binge watching it, those little things build on each other. Whereas if mm-hmm. you have a long time period of time, it's like, oh, I vaguely remember being annoyed, but I'm not anymore. But, you know, it builds. And yeah. if I never and see that, that, that stupid of... doctor again, I will be happy.
0: <laughs> like, well, and his character seems inconsistent because, like, he seemed helpful in the beginning and worked. With him, and then all of a sudden he turned, and now he wants the healing. I thought it was the other snotty guy that wanted Healing Village, and now he's stealing it. I,
1: I guess, yeah, I don't understand that.
3: And it also makes Masung seem really stupid because people have already told him that the doctor's working for his aunt, wasn't it? His secretary told him. I don't remember, and yet he still keeps going to him. You'd be right. thinking, get another doctor.
1: I'm actually hoping that that, that will be yeah, the cure. Exactly. Like they go well, to I mean, the doctor very... and they'll be like, "Oh, <laughs> I, I he was wrong. Of... He was just telling you all exactly. that." Or he might be kind
0: of doing his own politicking in a way, going to this doctor, but, you know, faking his, his responses and faking what he can, so that the doctor feeds the information that he wants to the ant instead of what's actually happening. Right, I, I would know.
2: buy that if he didn't. Ten minutes yeah. later, go and announce want- to the world. Like
0: that be really good. <laughs> that he's saying. losing his
2: memory. You know what I mean? It's like, uh-huh. that- <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry, Carrie. We love you. <laughs> On that note, there's a whole coven of evil ants and one wicked CEO. or CEO, are they doing a good job of making us hate them? Or are they more tropes to move the plot forward? (laughs) Um, The evil ants. Oh, wait. It's not my turn. (laughs) I am. Yes. Shannon, how do you feel about evil ants?
3: (laughs) Well, the ants Mm -hmm. and the CEO together, all of them seem very cartoonish (laughs) to me. Like I was saying earlier, the dun-dun-dun sort of thing. The ants. I was noticing, especially recently for some reason, the main aunt has the way she talks, it's in a very low voice and it seems very fake as if she's trying to sound really scary, but she doesn't normally talk that low. I've been wondering if she has health problems. And then when the CEO (laughs) comes out, you know, he's always chewing that gum. It just drives me crazy. I just want to be like, close your mouth when you chew. So It's like a chewing
2: gum smirking uh, thing. Oh, the smirk with the gum chewing. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So they do seem very evil in a cartoon-like way, and yet I hate how the writer gives them so much power in the drama because it doesn't seem like they're all that smart or clever. So you would think that the heroes could defeat these clowns pretty easily.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. I'm just to say yeah they feel like tropes I I don't get the voice thing with the aunt I'm wondering if the actress had like problems with her throat or was this a deliberate choice I don't know but yeah it kind of robs her of the emotional inflection that could give her character depth
2: well and I want to know like what was she doing to the kid when he was like an orphan and having to grow up with her and suddenly like she's like evil and how did he forget that because i thought his memories just stopped coming from the last three years but now it's like oh Mm -hmm. well he doesn't remember lots of things but it seems like mostly he just doesn't remember the last three years because he remembered his birthday party and you know the actress girl from school when he pointed out which one she was he seems to remember these things but then the doctor was like, so shocked. It's like, oh, he remembers the scene, you know. Um, and, and so I don't understand why mm-hmm. she's evil or what she's doing.
0: Well, it's, there was one point where she said something weird about her father's will. And that's how, Ma, you know, because Ma Sung ended up with all the money. Yeah. And that was so out of a Regency romance. Just my father <laughs> wrote the will wrong. Well, no. <laughs>
2: Well, and then the other coven of evil ants, I didn't even realize they were his ants till they went and, like, hunted down the actress girl and were trying to intimidate her. I didn't realize they were his (laughs) (laughs) ants. I guess I just wasn't paying attention as closely as I should have, but I thought they were just, like, board members that were, like, squawking. And so, (laughs) yeah, it wasn't until they went and started grilling the, the wannabe heiress girl, so... I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: And I uh, yeah. the gum smirking. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think I've shared enough about my thoughts on the uh Mokjong ant and the over-the-top evil villain who will stop at nothing to defeat the world, like Do- Dr. Mm-hmm. doofenshmirtz or something. Like he just seems so like <laughs> yeah, cartoonish, I guess. Like he just feels like he's out of a, I don't know, like a super super villain kind of person. Because, And I guess my biggest pet peeve with any drama is when I can't understand the motivations of the character. And so anytime that you hear me complaining or talking mm-hmm. about it, it, like I can get behind even the really bad guys if I can really understand why they're doing what they're doing. And that's why I love, you know, I love the gritty revenge dramas because I can understand where they're coming from. But this just feels like, wait, what? what are you doing? And why are you doing that? So, and the same with the aunt. I mean, I know that she, I guess wants his money, but you know, like we started at a very young age, like whispering mean things Mm -hmm. to him. And I don't know, like, so, okay. That's all I want to say about that. So, so what do we think about how the end is looking for our couple? (laughs) Are we ready to cry or are we hoping that there will be a miraculous recovery?
0: I'm voting for miraculous recovery. Just because I don't want a sad drama. I want our couple to be happy.
3: Glass slipper pill. It could happen.
0: I'm all for it. At this point, I think
2: if they kill him off, I will be so pissed that I will like write this drama down solo. <laughs> um, because again, they're being really loosey goosey with the, the, the issues he has, mm-hmm. like the technical aspects of his dementia. And so I want them just to be happy together. Like, you know, maybe he's not working at that stupid hospital and they're happy together. I just want them mm-hmm. to have that nice life, you know, because she deserves it. She's a fighter and he's a fighter and mm-hmm. they deserve something more than he can't remember anything and she just lives her life next to him as of fin mary
1: um yeah in healing village in healing village <laughs> I mean, so I'm that tough. is a question that i have if he's giving away 90 percent of his wealth like is he still going to be able to afford this high level health care and all of this that he's been i mean I'm, I'm a little worried about that but
2: look is he gonna go live in healing Because he can't
1: afford anything. Sounds good to me. But I have to say that I I definitely hope that we are going to get a happy ending with this because, my goodness, they have been through so much. And the thing that's keeping me going is their chemistry and their romance. So I'm going to demand a happy ending because um, it just it needs one. We have to have one.
3: Yes, I am a big happy ending buff, but I don't want one of those faux happy endings, the bittersweet thing where uh, they tell you, we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but we're just living every day for the moment and we'll love as long as we can. if they do something like that, Uh, oh, those are actually
2: worse than having just Mm an emotional death and going on with life. You know, those are worse. It's like, I hate the ones where she has tragic cancer, but she learns to love despite it. And she was in a thing, and she survived a month longer than expected, and (laughs) we're done. (laughs) Like, seriously? I'm pissed. It's like, if she's going to die of cancer,
3: kill her off. If not, you know. (sighs) Yes, I'm okay with crying in the middle, but I better be smiling at the end. No
2: or at least feel like there's a conclusion that it's not just open-ended because they don't know how to end it, or they don't want to piss off netizens or whatever, you know, so.
3: So any final draw uh, thoughts on the drama? Would we recommend it to somebody else? I know I've nitpicked
2: a lot, but in my defense, that's kind of like what we do because we do watch these with a thought of okay, where do I feel on the plot or where do I feel on this? Like if I was just watching this straight through and not having to critique it, I think I'd be a lot more positive. You know, sure, there's some things that are annoying, but on the overall, I really like the main couple. They're pulling the whole story along with it. Um, so I enjoy the story. i probably get a, a solid 7.58 out of 10 right now. Um, and I would probably recommend it. I mean, there's a few dramas going on right now that I might recommend before this one, but it's definitely in, like, my top four. So that's where
1: I am at that. So for me, I love the... I love the chemistry of the main couple. Um, <clears throat> and I do... I actually... I like Hoya, so I, I keep watching, and like I said, there's all these cute little... Um, I don't know, I feel like there's... Um, like, pop culture references here and there that make it kind of fun, like, with the BT21 pajamas and things like that. So, um, I will definitely, obviously, keep watching it, Um, and I think I would recommend it, but I need to know, kind of, who the person is. Like, I know certain people I definitely won't recommend it to, because, for example, Drama Geek, who um, tends to really dislike anything that's going to have, like, um, violence towards women, or the you know, excessive wrist grabs, that kind of thing. And because of this feels so mock jung and has a lot of that old school stuff, I definitely wouldn't recommend it to her. Um, but there are people that I would recommend it to, especially if like the ones who liked Boys Over Flowers, this is sort of like going back in time and having that same kind of feel.
0: So does it mean I don't have to watch Boys Over Flowers and this?
2: i think everyone has to at least watch some of it so that they can understand what everyone's talking
1: about i agree Mm -hmm. everybody has to sit through boys over flowers Mm -mm -mm -mm. i have my line i have drawn it just so that you can understand some of the references but
2: (laughs) because it is reference so much like even now it's been what 10 years almost like nine years it's Mm -hmm. reference so much
1: Mm -hmm. But if you don't want to sit through it, something that's really fun that you could do is listen to the new business podcast, because they have a two part um, kind of recap, and it's hilarious. So I would recommend it. Okay, That, that sounds
0: less painful than sitting through the entire drama.
3: Yes. I watched that near the beginning of my drama watching career yeah. and I did not like it. Okay. And I think it was just this last summer. I thought, well, I'll give it another try. And I still did not like it. It may even be worse the second time around. I don't know.
2: <laughs> like I like it a lot less now than back in the day before I knew better. Now I watch it. and I'm like, Oh, that actress annoys me so much with her manners. And Oh, this is so annoying. Um,
1: Okay, but Iman yeah. Ho, oh my goodness, if you, yes. I mean, that's really well, where you the fall for He's the only reason
2: him. why. Like, yeah. he's the only reason why I say to watch it, because he's in it.
1: And he does, um, like, crazy, over-the-top emotional so well. Like, you really, just for that experience, you need to go watch it.
2: Now I'm missing him. Oh, <laughs> stupid military. <sighs> <laughs>
3: to our current drama (laughs) um i really like the humor in it i like puppy hoya and as everybody else has mentioned the chemistry is just so good if you had to choose between a very well written drama with no chemistry or a uh, drama but with lots of chemistry i think i'd rather take the second one it makes such a difference when the pair just really clicks together. So I like it and I would recommend it to certain other drama fans. But if it was a new watcher that you're trying to get to watch dramas, no, it's it's too cheesy. All the yeah. fireworks flashing in the background <laughs> as the kiss happens and everything. It's yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> It just doesn't have those hooks that mm-hmm. would
0: snag a new drama watcher. I was just thinking so. that. For an experienced drama watcher, yes, this is pretty good. But I think for, you know, as you've all said, you'd have to choose carefully and base it upon people's likes and their experience as a drama watcher. And just if they like, I don't know, Chae Jin Hyuk. So anyway, that brings us to the end of our podcast. Feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast. We read every blog comment and Facebook comment. They're also great places to leave suggestions for future topics. We'd love to hear from our readers and listeners.
2: We'd also love it if you could leave a rating and a review for us on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to let other people know just how awesome we are,
1: and it is definitely not part of our ultimate plan to conquer the world. And don't forget that we have exclusive content available through Patreon. Come join us for extras from podcasts that ran too long and our once a month Patreon exclusives. We'll include the link in our show notes. Also, we want to recommend Nunya Business Podcast, which is is the one that I mentioned earlier, especially if you want to go ahead and have that review or recap of Boys Over Flowers without having to watch it.
3: Thanks again for supporting our latest endeavor. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing.